Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Believe Aztecs Basketball Podcast and the Believe Podcast Network. I am Matt Scraby, and I'm with my partner, Randy Holcomb. He's back. I told you he would be. And he's joining us here for this latest edition of the Aztecs Basketball Hoops Podcast. Believe has a podcast for every one of your teams and the only place with a show for your favorite team. I said last week, Randy, I went through some of the Believe podcasts in uh, during the holiday break. And if you want to talk Richmond Spiders, they got gotcha. you. If you want to talk Chicago Bears, they got gotcha. you. If you want to talk, I don't even know, Wyoming football. They got you. So Believe does really, truly have a a podcast for everyone. And uh, we believe in our team. So thank you for joining us. We are on episode number five. How are you doing, Randy? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, especially after the Aztecs won a few games because last week's podcast was kind of doom and gloom. I told everyone to bear with me because I'm going to have to get this out. But now right. that they've turned it around, I'm feeling a lot better about the Aztecs. They are eight and two on the year, and they are coming off of two wins over Nevada. Let's get into those wins real quick. Now, they were both the Nevada's not a technically a good team, I guess. And when you look at the net rankings, Aztecs rank 34th, Nevada ranks 135th. And when I look at these games, you have a 65 to 60 win on Thursday. You have a 69 to 67 buzzer beater by Trey Pulliam to win on Saturday. It was confusing. Why are these games so close? They're at home. They're not in the elevation. Why were both of these games so close? I think there's a there's a level of familiarity between both of the groups. I, I, you know, those the the rankings kind of go out the window when you know exactly what the other team's going to do, and you're not really afraid of them. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I think, I don't think there was any fear there. Uh, On the bad side. Of the teams. Yeah. Well, for either of the teams, right. I mm-hmm. think that there was just, you know, I think both teams knew it was going to be a, uh, a battle. Um, but I mean, winning is winning, right. You to be able to pull it out is always a positive, right. So you know, we, we ended up winning and I guess that's all that really matters in the big scheme of things, but they were, they were tough wins though. They were tough wins. Mountain West wins. So that's always a great thing when you get a few conference uh, wins under your belt. I was saying last on last week's podcast that like from here on out, because they lost that one game to Colorado State, and I don't want to harp on that one game too much, but it is big in my mind because in this shortened type of season where you don't have other non-conference games to, to fall back on. It seems like every single Mountain West conference game for the Aztecs now is going to be like football almost. Like you have to take it one game at a time. You have to win each game. Sure, you could lose two or three, but you don't want to because it might put you down in the middle of the pack. Who knows? Well, there's no question. I mean, and we're going to get to it, but Utah State is really really good yeah we're gonna preview them in a second but looking at it i was like (laughs) right and and uh and not to say that they're unbeatable but but again we'll preview it in a second and uh colorado state is is really good even if you look at nevada's record nevada's record uh would indicate that they're that they're pretty good uh so losses 
um, one or two losses could put you down, uh, especially if you if you if it's a situation where the you know another team is not going to lose a basketball game. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you just got to cross every bridge when you get to it. There's no sense in looking too far forward. Uh, but it's some you know the conference is was pretty good this year. It is pretty least, good. It's pretty good. Yeah, that that's a great thing for the Aztecs is that they're going to get a little bit of uh, national, I guess, national attention from the conference. And now Nevada has uh, Steve Alford as their head coach. And Steve Alford is very familiar with the Aztecs basketball program, very familiar with Brian Dutcher and Steve Fisher. So, again, that's another reason why Nevada was probably able to play. Uh, as close to the Aztecs as possible, but I don't know why. Maybe you feel this way. Let me ask you. Um, mm. Are you a fan of Steve Alford? Because every Aztec fan I talk to cannot stand Steve Alford. Um, I think that his pedigree would lead to most people not liking him. I okay. think that uh, <laughs> when you start off at Indiana playing for Bobby Knight and and uh, take some of the coaching jobs that he has taken, there, you know, including the UCLA one, yeah, um, I think that there's some, there's definitely some apprehension there <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of his likability. But, um, but he's all, he's a, he, he's he's got some toughness to him as a, as a player. He was a, he was a dead eye shooter and a tough guy. Uh, his teams typically play hard. Uh, Nevada, being fair to the Nevada program, they were good before he got there. Um, sure. and it's always been a it's, it's been a hotbed for. Um, for players to go and uh, and and be seen, uh, so the the job is actually a good one. Uh, if he, you know, it just kind of depends that you know what direction he wants to take the program. But um, he's a, he's a, I, I'm not going to say that I'm in love with him, but I, I will <laughs> say that he's a he's a pretty good basketball mind. I will I will give him that. Yeah, you got to give him that. He's been in the game for a long time, and and the reason that fans hate someone is because they've had success over them. So you right. don't hate someone who you beat consistently, right? And right. Steve Alford has had success in his uh, career, so that's why fans uh, don't like him very much. I like those games, and I like the rivalry games. Every Mountain West game seems to be like a rivalry. I know that there's certain rivals that the Aztecs and Aztecs fans look forward to. But it just seems like the Mountain West is getting better and better in basketball each year. And these rivalries are getting stronger and stronger. And it's fun basketball to watch. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, familiarity, it just makes it very, very hard to uh, walk into your conference play. When you get to conference play, there there are no secrets, right? By the time we get to January, February, there are no secrets. You got to go out there and just be able to beat the other team uh, with them knowing what is you're going to run, what offensive plays you're going to run, what defensive plays you're going to run. And I think – um, especially when it comes to the Aztecs, the way the way that Dutch has them defending is is very vanilla, but mm-hmm. very very good, right? There, there aren't we haven't played a possession uh, that I can remember of zone all year. Uh, everything's man to man, so it's more mano a mano. Whereas a lot of the other teams are running these schemes and trick plays and all. At some point, you just got to get back to being able to play basketball. And yeah. I think that's where Dutch uh, and his predecessor were great, right, in terms of uh, how they prepared their teams and uh, not having the win today be the only gauge as to how good the team is. There's, there's a progression to uh, Dutch's teams that uh, he's been able to enjoy over the last couple of years. Yeah, good point. That is, that is a really good point. And, and personally for you, what do you prefer – 
defense defense wise do you prefer the man to man or do you prefer the zone because i guess zone is it helps players stay fresh is that is that what i'm getting because it it keeps you in the same area and man to man is a little bit more tiring at least for me when i play the pickup game i'm like dying playing man to man <laughs> cuz i'm so out of shape running around the court so please put me in zone well i think that the uh i think that man to man is 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 probably going to be one of your more effective defenses if you're talking about stopping people. Uh, zone, typically teams play zone in, in a couple scenarios. Either the team that you're playing against is much bigger than you are mm-hmm. or much smaller than you are, right? Yeah. Um, and then the other is um, the other is the, uh, the, the prospect of the other team not being able to shoot the ball all that well. You would play zone against a team that really can't shoot it. Yeah. Um, in, in the Mountain West, I think that it's – most of the teams that I've seen, I've I've kind of watched everybody play over the weekend. And mm-hmm. uh, most of the teams that I've seen can all pretty much shoot the basketball. So for me, I think it's better to keep. Um, and then let me add this too: mm-hmm. to keep yourself in rhythm in a basketball game. I think it's, it's important to play man to man defense because I think it helps you on offense because you're engaged. Sometimes you can play zone. Or you can be standing around and not involved in the play for a possession or two. And then you're trying to go down to the other end of the floor and all in trying to get it to kick in, right? The, the, the natural, those primal instincts, uh, yeah. trying, you know, trying to get those to kick in and it just doesn't work. You got to be able to be engaged in the game. And the best way to do that is to play man to man. Yeah, that is, that is very true. And, and we talked about it in the beginning of the year with these two sets, these two game sets between the, the mountain West teams when they're not playing anyone, but them, but the, the team back to back is a little bit different this year, obviously, because it's not usually what happens. And so maybe in one game you play more zone and maybe in another game you play a little bit of man-to-man. So it's a li- it, there's a little bit of strategy, too, on the coaching side, I think, trying not to, to give away too much. But like you said, I mean, everybody knows each other. They're familiar inside the Mountain West. There's not anything really that new going to happen. But when right. you're coming off, uh, when you're coming off of a, a, a stretch like the Aztecs were playing four games in eight days, legs are tired. You might have to do something about that as a coach, but uh, of course, Brian, Brian Dutcher knows what he's doing. So I'm never going to question yeah. what, what he's going to play. Right. Right. I think that there's a, um, we got to also remember that players are players play basketball right? or players play their sport. So if you, if you have to play multiple games in a, in a stretch, it's probably a good thing because a lot of these games are being canceled and there's been a lot of downtime this year. So true. Um, um, and even if we can take it a little bit further, a little bit further, right. Yeah, if you yeah. think about AAU, kids are playing four games in a day, three games in a day. So I, um, you're going to have to excuse That's me. True. I could care less about how, how they feel <laughs> in, in, a, in a stretch of, uh, yeah. You know, playing four, four games, games over in eight, eight days. days. Yeah, that's... yeah. I could, I could really care less. I, I play right. When, play. when you're playing AAU, are you what? What are the quarters like? Is it like halves? Is it quarters? Uh, it depends. I think, I think each game uh, depends on where you're at. But 32 minutes is typically a game, and you end up playing, uh, you know, three games in a day, more than likely, uh, definitely two. So most of these kids are AAU babies. Yeah. Um, they so played on somebody. Yeah. yeah, there you. They better be right <laughs> if, if you want. If you want to do this, because uh, I know I'm looking at some of those faces of the guys, and I know they want to do this for a living. Plus, mm-hmm. even if you weren't playing, right, you would still be practicing. True. Now I'm gonna go out on the limb and say 
if I had the opportunity to practice or play, I would prefer play over oh, practice. Yes, for sure. Now, I, I, I love Dutch, right? But I don't want to be in practice with him every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I would prefer not to be running suicides or talking about the scheme. And let's just play, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but no, again, I, I you know, I, I could, I could care less about how they feel. <laughs> I want them to play. <laughs> Thank you for setting that straight because I, I'm sitting here thinking, man, four games in eight days, these guys have heavy legs, yeah. poor them. No, I, yeah. I, I forgot about that part. I forgot yeah. about that part. And it's like golf. I play a lot of golf and, and, okay. uh, I'd rather play than practice because practice right. only gives me bad habits. And when I'm right. playing, you can't, you can't ever really get the, the real deal, unless you're playing golf. I mean, he right, right, lies right. and all that stuff. So it's kind. Of, I guess it's kind of the same. And who likes practice? Right. I mean, Alan Iverson right. said it best. Practice <laughs> about practice, man. <laughs> it's one of my favorite quotes of all time, and it will continue to be yeah. one of my favorite quotes of all time. Right. Uh, right, let's get right, into right. these uh, wins over Nevada real quick. Jordan Shackle right. hits a late three to get the win on Thursday. Trey Polian makes the game winner as time expired. Floats one off the backboard. Now. The, these two guys are guys that I've been paying attention to as being kind of inconsistent. Same with Nathan Mensa. Now, Nathan Mensa has kind of fixed his inconsistencies in the last three, four games. He, sure has. he He's been much more of a defensive presence, and he's also been much more of an offensive presence, I guess. Um, he's had three straight games with double digits points. So that's awesome for Aztecs fans to see him starting to pull it together. And uh, but Jordan Shackle, he is up and down. He's either making eight threes or he's making two threes. Now, the first game against Nevada on Thursday, I don't know that he needed to shoot as much. So I'm not so I'm not so, you know, mad about his statistics. And I can't really say that he's dipping down. But when Jordan Shackle is a guy on your team that you expect to hit a lot of threes and he's not taking threes, what does that what does that tell you? Does that tell you it's a scheme thing or does that tell you that he just didn't want to take the shot or he he's a shooter at heart. He's always going to shoot. But what does that tell you? Uh that tells me that the other team had a scheme, right? And when you when you're primarily a shooter, it's easy to all you got to do is just stand between the shooter and the basketball and <laughs> that, yeah, that negates true. that, right? Um but I also think that um um he has to learn how to be more of a scorer. Uh, and in his approach, his approach, if you're, if you're, if you're just looking for a jump shot, you know, it's like anything else. There's very few players that have, that have played this game that have had success just as shooters. Maybe, um, there's only a few that really come to mind, right? When you think about guys who just shot the basketball that were great at just shooting the basketball yeah. at the collegiate level, most guys are scorers, right? They, they can mix it up. He has to figure out how to mix it up. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he has to figure out how to stay consistent. Now, the other thing is that the Aztecs have a lot of guys that can play, right? They have yeah. a lot of guys that they can mix and match, right? Um, so it may not be your, especially when you start to look at the teams that are really good around the country, uh, very few of them have a guy that is the guy every night. Mm -hmm. Most of those teams are, if you look at Baylor, if you look at Iowa, if you look at, uh, a couple of the others, Gonzaga, uh, Gonzaga, they, they, there's a mixing of, okay, it's, it may not be me tonight. The Aztecs, I think are in that situation. And I think that Shackle is, uh, is, is, you know, uh, I don't know if it's a benefit. I, I'm going to call it a benefit. He benefits from having other guys that can play. 
Yeah, of course. Of course. Matt Mitchell has also picked up the, uh, his game. He hasn't really had any bad games this year other than the one where he missed a ton of free throws. But outside of that, Matt Mitchell's been great this year. He had a double-double in the first win over Nevada. He had 20 points again in this win on Saturday over Nevada. So uh, we, we talked about a few weeks ago, who's the leader of this team? And we keep going back and forth, but, I mean, it's got to be Matt Mitchell. He's the guy it, through 10 games – I'm giving him the ball on the last play of the game to try to score a win because he's the guy who has been doing it all year. So I don't think there's right. any question there. Well, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you. I think that he's shown the way he gets his points too. Um, he doesn't necessarily need the ball all the time. That was a huge offensive rebound that he had uh, and put back. Uh, yeah. I think in the first game, I want to say, was it the first or the second game? But uh, Mensa missed a shot. He got, I mean, he was all above the basket. And, and like I told you, the way he's built mm -hmm. those long arms uh, and that, and it's wide frame, man, he's, I mean, he's held a guard, you know, I mean? you know in, a, in a lot of situations, man, he's just tough. He's just a tough check. Yeah. Um, and plus he's, you know, he gets after it, man. He plays hard. He gets after it. And he, so I, I'm in agreement with you that he is, He's definitely emerged as 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 the guy, and he's yeah. definitely if if nothing else, he's the most consistent guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he. I two years ago that when they made the tournament, two or three years ago, I was able to go down to their selection show and was able to interview some of the Aztecs guys. Stood next to Matt Mitchell. I'm not a small guy. I'm six feet tall, about two two forty, and Matt Mitchell scared me. I was like, I'm not going to go up against this dude. This dude's 6'5", I don't know, 240, 230 at the time. He's probably heavier now with a lot right. more muscle on him. I can't mm -hmm. imagine trying to guard that guy. Like, I have trouble with the guys in the pickup games. I can't imagine having trouble with guys like Matt Mitchell. He, he's a football <laughs> player and a basketball player in, in a basketball game. Yes, I, I would I would agree with you. Those, The way his shoulder structure makes it very difficult to stay in front. If he gets a shoulder in front of you and gets yeah. you to open your stance as a basketball player, like if he, if you open your stance against him, you can, you can cancel Christmas, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much over. Um, and then two, um, you think he's a guy that you think you have boxed out because he's shorter or, or at least short for a basketball player. Yeah. And then yeah. the next thing you know, he's sticking out one of those, total recall arms and, and <laughs> yeah. retracting the ball. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's, he's a, uh, I don't want to use uh, words that are offensive and I, you know, freak comes to mind, but I, I don't know if I really want to use that. That's a good word. way he's, though. Yeah. There's I, a good I, version of freak when you're talking about it in an athletic sense. Right. Exactly. But, uh, but I, I would, I would, I want to say that he's extremely special, man. He's he's mm. got some special some special gifts yeah. that God blessed him with. And most kids uh, that play don't necessarily have the uh, they work on the skills, but there's some things that you need that only you know that only God can give. Oh, yeah. you. and he and he has those. Yeah, you know, in, in his length and uh, and the he way does. he's built. Yeah, and and not to mention that he's been at school for four years. He's played. Right. Uh, he's almost been a starter for full four straight years. Right. So that's all great experience. It tells him how he needs to get better in the offseason. He has gotten better in the offseason. Let's move to Trey Pulliam because he made the game winner as time mm. expired. And last week I, I read on Twitter, there were some fans out there that thought that Trey Pulliam should be benched for Terrell Gomez because he wasn't really playing that well. He didn't score in like 34 straight minutes or something like that. And, and 
like not to say that this game winner is going to absolve Trey Pullian from all of the woes and the calls for him to come off the bench. But I said, I want to keep Trey Pullian in the starting lineup because Terrell Gomez and everything uh, with him coming off the bench, it helps them have a second wave of scoring. And when Terrell Gomez is on the court, they don't have to worry about the, they don't have to worry about um, having Matt Mitchell and Jordan Shackle sit and rest and, and all that stuff. So when Terrell Gomez is out there, they're scoring, they're keeping up, they're doing all that stuff. I, I don't know what you think about that, but uh, I, I feel like Trey Pullum is the right guy for the starting job at this moment. Well, I think that, it, again, I think that the team is is not built in a way that they can rely on one particular player with the exception of Matt, right? I think that, uh, you know, he's the only guy that has shown any any real consistency, like night in, night out. Uh, Trey has a very, very smooth game. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to take anything away from him. He's, you know, he can play. Right. But I think that um, his style of play, if you think about the shot that he made, right, uh, the, the floater off the glass. Yep. The, the night before he took the same exact shot. It was his last shot the night before. Mm-hmm. So that's an indication of who he is. He likes that floater game. He likes, you know, getting, you know, 10, 12 feet away from the basket yeah. and shooting and floater. I, I don't think that he's explosively quick, um, but I do think that he's a he's a solid player. I don't know. I just think that it's a it's it's game by game as to as to and what the matchups are for the you know for the game as to whether or not he should play or not. But I do think that he should be given the opportunity to start. Yeah, I do too. And and it's kind of funny how uh, how fans can turn on people so quickly. I'm guilty of it too. I, I truly am. I'm a 49er fan and I, I go back and forth on Jimmy G weekly, but it, it's, it, it's funny how you could go two games and you're not scoring and everybody's asking for you to get out, but right, you, right, you have right. to have that second, you have to have that second crew that's able to come in and hold it down because you can't expect Matt Mitchell and Jordan Shackle and all these guys to play 40 minutes. You just can't. It's right, just not something right. that they, they're, they should do, do. Right, and right. built to do. Right. Well, let me say this. When I, as, a, as, a, as a collegiate player at, at uh, San Diego State University, I was, the, I was booed <laughs> more by our home crowd than I was by the, by the – and it's just the nature of the city, right? You know, it's a really uh, – That's what uh, we do here you, in San Diego for some reason. <laughs> But let me say, I it didn't bother me any. I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't particularly. I I cared enough about the game of basketball, but I didn't care about being booed. Uh, yeah, I have been. You know, you, you booed all the time, but it did come as a shock that you know you booed at home. My point is, is that fans are fans, right? They're fanatics. They're not <laughs> yes. coaches, right? And they're not decision makers. So, uh, you know, it's it's easy if you don't understand the nuances of what what are going on inside of the game. It's easy to say. Uh, well, let me just look at the face value and, ma- and make a determination based on that. Um, that's not how it. That's not how it should go. They have a team. The Aztecs have a team that is uh, that is more amoeba like than again, mm, like, like a, that. a guy that is uh, or having a guy that you know is the guy all yeah. the time. Um, so in that, it's not going to be the same guy. It might you might have two games where you blank, and yeah. then all of a sudden you make a game with a shot. You know what I'm saying? It's just the reality of it. 
That's true. And I like the guys can step up when they're needed, when, when they need right. to step up and they can do it. So Aztecs right. are eight and two. Let's move to the upcoming schedule. They're at Utah State Thursday and Saturday. Now, Utah State is not I mean, there's going to be no fans, but it's not an easy place to play. And Utah State hasn't had a close game yet this season in the Mountain West. Now, I'm going to go back. I have this up and I don't know where. Oh, here it is. Utah State in the Mountain West so far has uh, played San Jose State twice. They won 107 to 62 the first time. They won 85 to 52 the second time. Then they went on the road and took on Air Force. They won 83-48, 72-53. Then they went on the road to, to uh, New Mexico. They play, they they won that game 77-45 and then the second game 82 to 46. So so Utah State is rolling to say the least. And the Aztecs are a good defensive team. But I don't know I like my chances in a shootout looking at these scores because the Aztecs, they can score points, but we haven't seen them score 107 this year. I watched the, uh, the New Mexico game, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the last one, and I was thoroughly impressed by how they played. They are a well-oiled machine. And the, and the area that we struggle with, the Aztecs struggle with, is the um, around the basket, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to play around and hold down the fort. Yeah. We're going to really struggle if Mensa doesn't come to play, right? Good point. If Nate Mensa doesn't come to play, we're going to really struggle. And even if he does come to play, we're going to have to try to keep up with them offensively. They run, they're long, they can shoot, they're active, they're nasty, mm-hmm. gritty, you know, uh, and we're, I think this is the first time in the league that they're playing at home. Isn't this is this the first time in the league? That first time in the league play. It looks like it. Yeah. So just, yeah, you know we have. Our, oh no, sorry. They played uh, San Jose State at home. Then they went on the road to Air Force in New Mexico. So they've had two games at home. Oh, okay. but that's 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 two less than Still. San Diego State has. <laughs> right. I mean, we we you know San Diego State has their hands full with with this group. Right. This is yeah. a, this is going to be a this is going to and then two this can determine whether or not. And not not even if it's going to determine the seating, because if we if we lose both of these games to them and they win, they win both of these games and they stay undefeated and we lose two straight games, you know, that could be we could finish third or fourth as opposed to, you know, first or second. So, yeah, um, it can it's, it's there's a lot of ramifications this this uh this week. There is a lot of ramifications, and I'm looking forward to it. I like what you said about Nathan Mensa. If he's gonna, he needs to be the guy he's been the last three, four games, and he needs to be the guy that was there for Arizona State. Nathan Mensa, I said it last week, he is fun to watch. He can, he I, I love shot blockers. I don't know why. Yeah. That's the one thing I can say I'm good at in basketball is shot blocking. That's the, is like, that the, right? Yeah, the one thing I'm good at. I love shot blocking, and I love watching shot blockers because they're always kind of eyeing the ball. And right, shot right, blocking right. is an art. You have to figure it out. It really is. It really is. Now, I'm a, now Matt, I'm a, I got to tell you, man, I, I didn't – you don't strike me as a shot blocker. But <laughs> I ain't going to hate on you, man. I'm living the dream with you, man. If, you, if that's what you do, then that's what you do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but, I don't uh, do much right, but I can't block the shots <laughs> most times. Like, like I really love it when people try to try to go around me and, and try to be yeah. cute, and I'm like, uh-uh, boom. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I, I'm more of like a corner shooter. 
I don't know why. I, got <laughs> I don't know why. I played football my whole life growing up. I played basketball. For some reason, I love yeah, getting yeah. into it with football. But for basketball, I'm not good at the box out. Anyway. Gotcha. Gotcha. Story. Gotcha. Long story. Well, no, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm, well, I'm living it with you, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, uh, but you're, you're right. You're right. Uh, shot blockers. Um, shot blocking does two things, right? It not only changes, not only blocks that shot, which turns into a turnover for the other team and leads to the break. Even if you don't block the shot, it changes the mentality of the person trying to shoot over you. So you end up changing as many shots as you block. And if you change shots, the percentage goes down on the shot that's being shot. If he, uh, I said shot a million times in that. That's okay. It's okay. We're following. (laughs) But, But with that being said, if he can play that way, um, because they run a lot of pick and roll stuff. They run a lot of pick and roll and they do a lot of lobbying of the basketball and they can shoot out of their pick and roll to um, Utah state. I'm speaking mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Um, they do a great job out of the pick and roll and they got a couple kids around that basket that can catch it and finish it. And they're mm-hmm. big and strong. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge. And he, he, he is the, he's, they have a couple kids that can do that. He's the one kid for us that can do that. Yeah. So he is, he's going to have to stay out of um, he's going to have to stay out of foul trouble. Yeah, um, and he's going to have to figure out and, and we're going to have to get some uh, support from the from our guards defensively to keep the to keep their guards out of the paint and keep them from lobbing the ball up at the basket. Yeah. So keys to the game against Utah State, Nathan Mensa, and just trying to trying to play defense, trying to keep their scoring down on the other side. Uh, the that's that's it for like the major topics of the day. I just looked at the top 25 here for college basketball. And after the loss to Colorado State, it, it, it San Diego State dropped crazy. It, they were at, I believe, like 23 or even 18 at one point. I can't even remember at this point, but now they're at 36 i'm counting so that's that's they that lost to colorado state hurt them big time in the rankings and they're gonna have to claw their way back they can't lose any more games or else those rankings aren't they might crack the top 25 but it will be between 20 and 25 i think so it's it's, go ahead i'm sorry this this weekend is definitely going to be a determining factor in that this, you know, we, we, or this week, we, we're going to have to figure out how to how to beat this team, because if we lose two straight games to this team, I mean, it's, it's I mean, our, our RPI is going to fall. Right. We're going <sighs> to fall. I don't want to talk uh, about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it till next week. We're not going to talk about it till next week, because we're going to be talking about two wins next week against Utah State, hopefully. Uh, that's it for today's episode. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow me at Matt Scraby and you could follow Randy at Alfred's house. I believe uh, I have right. that right. right. Okay, cool. You can follow him there. Uh, interact with him. I've been getting a lot of, um, DMS about you, Randy, and Is everyone's that saying that you are awesome and they love hearing oh. you on the podcast and they love that you're being you're a part of San Diego State basketball in some sort of way. And that is to talk about them and that is to give your insights. So, you know, I I, so I'm honored to be with uh, Randy Holcomb, the Hall of Famer of San oh, Diego State. Man. You were the one. You were the one. That's what people keep telling me. I'm not going to put that pressure on you myself, but people keep telling yeah. me that. So. Well, I feel so that that makes me feel really, really good. I love I love that university with my entire heart. I love that. um, I love that city with my entire heart. That that is um, my second home. If if I when I come to the West Coast, I always always get down there. People don't necessarily see me, but I always make it in town. I always drive to campus. I'm always trying to see what's new. 
and I'm I'm gonna be more involved with the with the with the university. I awesome. was if I was if I could say one thing, I was I was thoroughly disappointed that uh Kawhi's Leonard was his number was retired and um Michael Cage's number is not hanging. Mm. Right. I wanted the, the history should be set right at the university. Michael Cage's number should be hanging, okay. not just retired, right? Yeah. Um and uh, that is uh, because the, Michael Cage is one of the reasons that I went to that university. Right. It okay. had been 20 years since somebody f- had been drafted. Uh, so his number should be hanging. I didn't have any I don't have a problem with Kawhi Leonard's number being hung because it should be because he's a, an extraordinary player. Yeah. Uh, but Michael Cage's should be hanging and it's not. And that is a real, real sore spot for me. If I if I could say uh so is there any name. is there any talk with the university about getting Michael Cage's number hung? I spoke with Coach Fisher at length, right, and okay. I, and I and I expressed my dismay uh, okay. in right. a in a very in a very very respectful <laughs> way. Uh, well, yeah, but undiplomatic at the okay. same time. Right. Coach like Fisher that. and I have a great relationship, Perfect. so I was able to say some uh, I was able to say some very undiplomatic things in a respectful way <laughs> I love uh, that. about about uh about that decision to do that um but with that being said i love that university right i love that school that that university um shaped me had a hand in shaping who i am today right and that town uh is my personality today i came in there as a very rough chicago kid <laughs> so after being at san diego for you know two years i, I mellowed out a great deal so yeah i, I, I really I appreciate all the love yeah we, we've uh only been talking a couple months here and i could already tell that you're a san diego guy you're very laid back you're you're yeah. go with the flow type of guy right and uh so yes san diego state seemed to have shaped you a little bit and i love that <laughs> because san diego state's a great university they have great coaches in their in their history coach fisher coach Absolutely. dutcher very good leaders of men very good uh i was gonna say this but it sounds weird men shaper that's not a thing men shaper <laughs> is not a thing but i think you know where i'm going with that is that yeah, they're, yeah, able, yeah. they're able yeah. to mentor the young men on their team go. So it's, it's always good stuff, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll catch back up next week with the believe Aztecs basketball podcast and the believe podcast network. Again, I am Matt Scraby. I am joined by my partner, Randy Holcomb, reach out to us at Matt Scraby at Alfred's house. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Let us know if you have any questions, we can start taking questions, a mailbag of some sort. So that could be something that we can do in the future and uh, appreciate everybody listening to our podcast. Let's go San Diego state. Now, before we go out, I'm predicting San Diego State. I'm just gonna be a homer. I'm gonna say they, they go two and zero this weekend. What do you say? I'm if listen. Uh, okay, I love my university, but I think <laughs> I, I, I honestly think that we're gonna. I think we're probably gonna go zero and two. Yeah, I think we're, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be tough to beat them after watching them play. I hope that I'm wrong, but after watching them play. Uh, they're just, I mean, they just have too much. The the areas that we struggle in are the areas that they're strongest in. So yeah, that's true. I think you know, I think we're going to be, I think we're going to go 0-2 this week. But I do think that, I, I think that later on in the year, we should be able to catch up with them. Yeah. Okay. 
I, I like see what you're going to get here is you're going to get honesty. You're going to get the real mm-hmm. feelings of us. I, of course, go out on a limb and say two and oh, you say oh and two. Love it. That means we're split. One of us is probably well, it's probably going to go one and one. Let's be honest here. Right. That's what's right. going to happen. It's going to split right in the middle. But excited to see what they can do this week. Excited to see what the what they have in store for Utah State. Again, this, my name is Matt Scraby. That's Randy Holcomb. This is the Believe Aztecs Basketball Podcast and the Believe Podcast Network. Have a great week, everyone. We'll be back with you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.